that song, it's going to put me to sleep, you know that. There's not enough coffee in the world today. <laughs> anyway, everybody, welcome back to Gerard at Large. I'm your replacement player of the day, Dr. Jeff Zarnick from Southern New Hampshire University by way of uh, my first career was with the city of Manchester Police Department, the proud father of four kids, all grown up, four grandchildren already. Good grief. I'm just an old buck, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, long story short, shout out to all friends and family and everyone at Southern New Hampshire University and to my nurse practitioner wife who's off today. Today's her day off. She has a three-day weekend, and I can't stand her for it. Okay, hope you're listening. <laughs> Anyway, long story short, hey, let's look back at some of the financial advisor warning signs, okay? All right? And again, this goes out to the boomers, the people in my bucket here, okay, who are looking for softer food and stuff that makes your hair not gray. Anyway, there are some warning signs you should put on alert about the qualifications or the integrity of a supposed financial advisor you're thinking of dealing with, all right? Number one, they suggest... If they're doing this, they suggest liquidating or all or a substantial part of your portfolio and putting the proceeds into a single product, often an annuity, uh, which they receive a generous commission. Number two, following on from the above, they push a single type of investment and don't seem to be interested in exploring your needs and personal risk reference preferences, rather. Number three, they tell you the investment is only available through them. It's just me. I have the key to the bank. Even if this were true, you can't realistically place a true value on this type of investment. It also certainly would make it difficult to cash it on out. They offer a contract that includes taking a share of any financial gains you make. But of course, they don't share in any losses like you mentioned earlier. You know, no blood on my hands, man. They seem to be focused on uh, one area of finance. Do not seem widely experienced in different types of investments, or uh, they can't tell you to compare them intelligently. They also refuse to detail their fees or tell you how they earn their money, whether they get bonuses or commissions for selling specific products to you. There's a whole bunch of these things here. So buyer, beware, especially, you know, I don't know if it's just me. Here on Gerard at Large, it's 606-6762 is the phone number. If anyone's been whacked or scammed out there by, you know, an unscrupulous, nefarious uh, actor in this particular industry, you know, call it. A, uh, you'd be, if you call in and let us know what happened, that'd be kind of cool because you'd be doing a tremendous service to people out there who are scratching the head right now going, I'd like to be able to retire. What do I do? Who do I see? Where do I go? You know, I've been working all these years. I've taken care of all my kids, et cetera, and charities and community service and did a great job where I worked and I'm looking at uh, retirement in the face and I want to make sure that I can pay myself back a little bit with what time I have left on God's green earth. And it's a very scary proposition. So even though I kind of kid a little bit here and there, this is not funny. If you lose all your money and you don't have the muscle, the you don't have the skill sets, you are too old, perhaps. Let's just say that. Let's put that on the table. You're too old to be considered useful, which is a myth. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a very scary time uh, for those people who are, you know, pushing, moving forward. What do you do? Where do you go? And there are some great people out there in the industry. You know, so if you've had a great experience or whatever, let us know. You know, either drop a, drop an email to Gerardo Lodge or whatever it may be. But I think this is the dialogue that really should be taken up a little bit more 
on the opposite side of the coin, right? Because again, if you listen to the radio, I don't know if it's just me, but you listen to the radio, there are more financial advising shows going on Saturday, Sunday, every single channel, in the mornings, the afternoons, you name it. Somebody's telling you what's going on, and I can tell you the more information you have, you know, we ended up with the financial <laughs> financial information overload. I don't know what to do. I really don't. And, you know, you have to put place your trust. It's one thing to place your trust in someone. It's another, another thing to place, give them their, your wallet. So that is a big issue. So be very, very careful out there. Um, you know, with 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 what's going on, I, and I, I like I said, I don't have the best advice. I'm just saying, be uh, caveat emptor. Let the buyer beware with your money. Uh, and that was the saddest part of my job when I was doing, uh, you know, investigating those crimes against people that were 55, 60, and older. Uh, you know, when they were not marketable, they could not recover, and it could be anywhere from say a hundred bucks to a hundred thousand and more. I had victims here in Manchester that lost an aggregate between finance, property, et cetera, over a million dollars, well over that, two to three million dollars, that kind of thing. So there's so many negative things going on in terms of money. Here's another one that's really, really great, isn't it? Isn't the Equifax thing awesome? (laughs) This is great. I just love how they care. I love how that they knew in March that there had been a serious breach. And I'm sure everyone's heard about it. But what do you do about it? Okay. And what to do? Did you see during the congressional testimony, someone dressed up as Mr. Pen, uh, Mr. Mindbags or whatever, the Monopoly guy, and was making fun of that Equifax really? CEO behind him? Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, it was great. Oh, too bad we can't show it on the radio. You know, but, you know, there's a guy, oh, you know, the CEO quit or whatever, right? I'm sure he's, he's working at McDonald's right now. <laughs> You know, he's driving for Uber. He totally he's does. So broke. He's totally not still staying in a mansion with a couple million in yeah, the bank. Yeah, no, he's lying on some sort of soft, puffy couch by a pool, being fed grapes, going, <laughs> so sorry, little people. You scariest little scallywags. Your stupidity, not mine. Yeah, those people don't get hurt. That's disgusting. Shame on them. We really need reform how we do settlements in this country because you have companies that rip people off for tens of thousands of dollars each and they pay yeah. back a hundred bucks. Oh, at best. Yeah, they know they do the ROI on their shenanigans. And it's pretty high. You know, I did my dissertation in South Boston. And, uh, you know, I worked with and learned a lot from the upper echelon members of the Whitey Bulger group, you know, and... Knowing what I know about what they did and who they were and what they went after, et cetera, you know, the crimes that they committed, et cetera, and how they lived. I'm firmly convinced that Wall Street and those and the thieves on Wall Street, I mean, and to their wor- their own words, the real crooks are in the banks. Sorry. <laughs> you know, this is what they said. The real crooks are those people that are, you know, destroying economies, not necessarily hijacking, you know, a bank truck. Etc. And so, unfortunately, see, it's it's a matter of sensitivity. We're worried about the physicality issue of a burglar breaking in at night. Well, yeah, that's fine. You got to worry about that stuff, sure. But you're more likely to, you're more likely to get defrauded. You're more likely to lose your money in a scam. You're more likely to get your identity ripped off by a completely cavalier, non-caring company known as Equifax. Well, there's this really 
great guy who's a Wall Street investor. Um, Bill Ackman is mm-hmm. his name. Yeah. He's one of the people on Wall Street whose investments are based off of morality, not what's going to turn him a quick buck. What and, is he working a cellar someplace? Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, he, right now, he's basically crusading against this one company, Herbalife. Oh, wh- wow. which has gone into minority communities, and it's um. It's a pyramid scheme. Yeah. And they've gone in and disproportionately targeted minority communities and poor people, and they're having them buy thousands upon thousands of dollars of oh. products, oh. and they're not making any of their money back, and there's a class action lawsuit against them, and they settled for about 20 bucks a person. Oh, my gosh. You're kidding me. And they've been ripping these people off of thousands of dollars each. There's, and now, well, how they see, they're lost in the reeds. How do they recover? You know, and their lawyers are making millions oh, during of this course, entire yeah. lawsuit. Yeah, the people at Herbalife, you know, they're you know that you know they're not driving in used cars. You know, they're not Mm-mm. thumbing their ride to work. That's disgusting. See, that to me is to me as a, re- a retired cop, that is more egregious and more serious. You know, to me than the jamoke that runs goes into a bank and holds up the bank. The bank's going to get their money They're back. They're going to get their money back, FDIC. I get that part. But in terms of the actual long-term damage, it is almost immeasurable. To say a community such as one you have mentioned, how do they recover from You wonder that? why there's a cycle of poverty and poor education in these places. Oh, of course. No one has the money because when they make some, they get ripped off by people like Herbalife. It's, that's, it's disgusting. And they really should mm-hmm. shame on them. No, their CEO person? should go to prison. All those people no. should go to prison and be forced to give up every single penny they earn to settle. Oh, they should make those people whole in a minute, in a New York minute. Those people. Here's the rule that I think we should follow for settlement. However much money you ripped off from someone, you owe them double that. I I, I agree. It's like a, kind of like quasi like a loser pays. No, they they should not be so impenetrable. They should not be immune. To a justifiable sanction, they shouldn't be. But, but it's so. But lopsided. they have really good lawyers. So. Really good lawyers, great lobbyists. The homes are bang. They're protected, you know. And the lawyer, the laws apparently have no teeth, you know. And these are difficult cases like, to investigate. Or like Wells Fargo, who's ripped off millions oh. of people for millions of dollars. They should be shut down. Honestly, you think Wells Fargo should be shut down, yeah. <laughs> and their and CEO if- should be thrown in prison. Right, but, but we have a weird corporate law system where you get off scot free, pay a small fine, and the company still gets to exist because we have this belief that if a company does wrong, we shouldn't be able to shut them down. Well, you know what it is to it's the a degree of say separation of sensitivity. You know, like I said, we're we are we are more in fear of the local criminal, more in fear of the drug dealers, more in fear of the street related criminals. Fine than we are of people that are doing far more damage than someone ripping off, you know, your wallet out of your car, et cetera. And you're more likely to get ripped off here. You're more likely to get ripped off financially than you are, say, physically. You really, you really are. It's, it's, but we don't, so if, when Aquifax goes down and, you know, and Wells Fargo and, Going back to TD Enron Bank. And, TD and, Bank is a good one that should be shut down too. There's another one. You see what I'm saying? But it does not necessarily push the buttons of societally societal revenge to say enough is enough. These people need to be drawn in court. These people need to be tr- thrown in prison. Okay, like most of the people that go to court and go to jail now, right? Well, you know, I'll be honest with you. When I went to when I, when I was a cop, 
You know who goes to jail? The poor. Yeah. The poor. You can say our our criminal justice system has some serious flaws when a yep. poor person goes to prison for life for smoking pot one too many times mm-hmm. and CEOs of like Herbalife and Wells Fargo and TD Bank get away after ripping they people off for millions. They wouldn't see the inside of a jail cell if it was a fundraiser. They wouldn't. They, they see it for maybe 24 hours. Yeah. And once in, once in a while, you know, they'll hang one in effigy. There's a, there's like a st- Martin Shkreli. Martin Shkreli is a good example. They just take one guy and decide to publicly hang him. Right. Just but, because he has the wrong political views, honestly. Well, here's the other thing, too. I mean, if you, do, if you do get convicted, if you are convicted, like go back to Mike Milligan. Ten years. If they go to prison or they go to jail, there are golf courses, <laughs> right? It's minimum security. Right, they can run around their leisure suits and make business decisions while they're, you know, they live by the most of Manchester does, and they're in prison. (laughs) It's just, it is the imperfections in our system. I really, really should should distress people. But let's go back. Oh, we've got two minutes. You know, I want to hit on this a little bit. I hate to make. I'm not a fan of angry radio, and I'm really not an angry guy. You know, but when uh, you know, when these things happen, this really, you know. Raises my ire, I say. So if you have a credit report, and I know you've probably, most people have probably heard about this, but it's good to keep this in the dialogue in the front and don't let it go back to the back burner. We really need to hold these people accountable. You know, because this is scary. This is ridiculous when you have a credit report and there's a good chance that you're one of the over 143 million American consumers whose sensitive personal information was exposed in a data breach at Equifax, one of the nation's three major credit reporting agencies. What's even worse is these people weren't voluntarily signing up for Equifax. You just guessed no, it. No, right. They, exactly. You have no choice. The consumer has no choice. Yet, you know, the hairs of my head, Equifax knows that. That's ridiculous. Or like Yahoo. Yahoo yeah. covered up the extent of their breach. Yeah. It just came out that <laughs> it was all accounts. All, all accounts stop. now. Here's Flash. All everyone. three billion accounts, and it got buried in Equifax news. Yeah, and that that works to their favor. It works in their favor. They say, you know, we're in the news of the day today, but don't worry, somebody's going to replace that tomorrow. And with that said, speaking of money, we need to pay some bills for Gerard at Large. Seven fifty-five here. 